What is up guys? Welcome to uh, Talking with the Fat Dad. Um, so this week I wanted to kind of talk about success, goals, um, things like that. Um, I'm certainly not a life coach or anything anywhere near that. I'm not a qualified professional in any of uh, any sense of the word. But um, i got a little bit of a story to tell about me. Um, about how I view things. Um, like I've said before, the podcast would always be geared towards my view of things and my opinions on things. Um, so, yeah. So, <clears throat> I think a lot of people have goals and they've got something that they're striving for and people generally will work very hard to achieve a goal um, or a target or a vision of what they want to do. Um, that could be in regard with a hobby, uh, a career, a job, um, anything really, personal targets. Um, I do believe in personal targets. I think they're really, really important. I think it's a good way of uh, achieving things, definitely. But I think the danger is, to fall back on an older term, I suppose, it would be to be careful what you wish for. I think sometimes you can get... Life can become so busy that you forget to live. Um, which I can speak from experience and tell you that that was... Uh, certainly something that I felt um, used to be self-employed and have, a, have my own business so I started with very humble beginnings um, very started off in a really small way went into uh, a business um, just with no experience had no didn't really know a lot about what I was getting into um, and it picked up slowly but surely and built and built and I learned as I went along um, I did listen to bits of advice off people um, when people would say oh have you thought about this have you thought about that and sometimes you think oh that's a, yeah that's a good idea or oh, I'm not, not so sure about that and try to um, taking uh, advice uh, if it seemed like the right thing to do I wasn't I think I was a closed-minded person um, another after after a while I'm just sort of trying to bullet point the, the story to get to the main purpose of what I'm trying to speak about really is I ended up doing a TV program um, for Channel 4 here in the UK um, that changed things pretty drastically overnight. I was exposed to uh, a much larger customer base and obviously the publicity of that, which meant um, things grew very quickly. Um, took a big, big jump in how quickly things were moving. Um, off the back of that, it, it gave my business um, some attention. It was a food-based business. Um, and that's where I think 
the the change came really which at the time when you're living through it um you just see yourself or i think right here's an opportunity to honestly like i saw it as it was a great great thing big publicity uh obviously being being involved in the tv show and stuff like that my only goal when i started to realize this is really gaining momentum was i could have the chance here to set us up for life you know me the, the wife the kids the family this could set us up for life if this gets really big um obviously you see some big food businesses i was never didn't really think about it in much more detail than that other than this could set us up that was it um so it came to getting busier and busier and busier which was great um off the back of that i started being booked personally for speaking events um for cookery demonstration work um i did a lot of um both inspirational speaking things like sort of things like that um so i did a couple of events for what name names but big banks um large sort of charity events i'd get booked to come and be a speaker at and that was great um the cooking demonstrations some were at local food festivals some were at quite quite big events um actually and you start sort of rubbing shoulders with some you know people that you recognize you turn up to these events you know they're so and so off the tv and there's this person and you know you're sort of moving up and moving up and moving up and i think i can only speak about this whole thing from a hindsight point of view because that's a wonderful thing to look back and see a different view of something that what you had whilst you go through it i got more and more determined to make the business uh bigger um, wanted to do more things um i won't bore people with the exact ins and outs and whatever um the business was to do with burgers that's the easiest way to kick it off um won won some food awards um was in the i think most newspapers in the country had something at some time about it i think the sun is a pretty big newspaper in the uk they had me listed as uh the, the one whichever bank holiday it was the number one thing that you must go and do this bank holiday weekend was to visit my establishment and like i said all this started off with very humble beginnings so I don't want this to come across as um I don't want it to come across as really over positive or really over negative if people could sort of follow this sort of as a neutral sort of standpoint and then I'll try and convey sort of towards the end I'll try and wrap up as to why I'm going into the details of the story um I remember when we did the TV thing um it blew up and I said to my wife and my mum and people if this gets really popular 
please don't ever let me change. Because you never know. and You never know where it's going to lead. So I don't ever want to change. I sort of want to be me. And then as things get busier and busier and things pick up, you start to... Oh, if I just do this, it'll get busier still. And if I could do that, and if I could do this, and you think, great, great, great. It was. And at the time, I remember really enjoying doing it. The thing that annoys me is, from a point of view of looking back on it now, is over time and without even realising it, I did change as a person and eventually I'd realised that I sort of turned into someone that I didn't really like very much. It was never particularly overly aggressive or anything like that, but I changed a lot about who I was. I think my personality changed, this, that and the other. This is, again, I don't want it to come across as really, really negative. I think if you're somebody who's got a clear vision... Uh, you know, great business model um, and you know what you want to achieve um, you've got to be that kind of person I never knew whether I was that kind of person that was that driven because when we started we had no idea that it would sort of grow and grow and grow so I'd never thought about it it was just something that we started and winged it at the start you know I think it's it's incredible as soon as you start to get somewhere it's amazing how many new friends you get people that sort of want to come along for the ride and want to be a part of it and at the time you think oh yeah this is a person that's going to help me with this this is a person that wants to help me with that and this and the other and you can be a little bit blind to it i think it's it's difficult to not realise that some people just want to literally be there to be associated with it. Um, again, I'm not a trained businessman, never went to college or anything, never studied it. So literally I, was, I had this business sort of a bit of a whirlwind and it grew and grew and grew. And I had to just make it up as I went along. Didn't want to, I wanted to do it all off my own merit. That was something that was very important to me. I wanted to grow this thing people would be able to say well wherever he gets to he's done it himself that was important to me I wanted it to feel really organic um, I spent a lot of time sourcing sort of good local ingredients and to me it always had to be from me I never wanted I never searched out products from other people or saw what everyone else was doing it was in a similar sort of business I just did things which is probably ill-advised. You know, you meant to look at what the competitors are doing and this and the other, but that was never really the way I went about it. I sort of ignored what everyone else was doing and did what I wanted it to be. And, it, you know, I picked up awards and stuff along the way, so I wasn't doing bad. The, the thing that I wasn't, I guess, prepared for was missing out on so much stuff and at the time you don't really really realize that you're missing it but like uh my boy never ever let me forget that i missed his birthday because i was doing i can't even remember what i was doing it might have been an event while i was working but it 
you get to a point where you start to get more and more driven and every day I've got to work on this I've got to get this done um, I've got to phone this person to, to sort whatever it was out I think from my point of view I always wanted it to set the children up so it was important to me that I put the effort in because at some point they were get they'd be grateful that I'd put all the effort in because it might be a beautiful thing but what I got caught up in is um or the trap that I fell into is I was so driven to got to do this got to do this got to do this I miss so much with the, with the kids now if I had my time over I anyone who would, knows me personally would know that I, I enjoyed the business nothing and I, I I did I did enjoy it for a long long time if I could have the time back would I have had it not grow as much as it did so as so I could sort of spend more time at home yes is the answer to that 100% I would and again I I don't want this to sound like a really negative um sort of a speech but I just think again I, I'm someone who believes quite a lot in perspectives and obviously I said before you can look at something a certain way then you can it's, it, I think it's beneficial always to look at it from another angle as best you can sort of move to the left look at a situation move to the right way up you know and I'm, I'm doing that now with looking back at something and is there things i'd change yeah absolutely there's there's things i'd change um what i have got is a really cool story to tell in the pub um the way that um things sort of finished with all that was i got to a stage where i wasn't i wasn't enjoying it anymore it was I got to a stage where I wanted to... This is probably the best, better way to explain it. I had this vision of... I want to, I want it to be big. You think, right, right, right. There were some of the things that sort of happened along the way um, that I won't really go too much into. People who sort of stiff you for money and balls you up. But that's, that's life and you learn from that. You learn that there's people that you can't trust and... You know, bad choices of venues, things like that, but that's what it is. Um, what it, what it got to is I started to when I, I remember doing an event, a speaking event for a bank, and we were really busy. Um, we were still doing outside events, like mobile events, private bookings, things like that, as well as running um, a pop up that we had in a venue. Uh, and then I was booked to do a speaking event for. a Again, I won't name them. I don't know whether I'm allowed to. So we just say a, a large bank company. Um, did this, did the speaking event, big round of applause, and you're with sort of people that are obviously, from the way they, I, I speak quite commonly, as you can full well hear, um, very well-spoken people, sort of expensive watches, you can imagine, and I'm there common as muck. But we seem to sort of get along, so we're sort of doing a bit of you know, a bit of networking and speaking, and you think, oh, this is great. Like, I really feel like I'm getting somewhere. And I remember coming out after and thinking, 
that's... That was great, but that's not me. You dream of getting bigger and bigger and making sort of financial gains and stuff. And then that, that evening, I remember getting a look into sort of what I was becoming. And what I was becoming, I wasn't enjoying. I didn't enjoy looking at seeing what it was. I was sort of working really hard to get to something which I realised the sort of dream was... I'd got almost... I was within touching distance of it and it wasn't what I wanted it to be. It felt like, oh... And the, the sort of other way to describe it is things are never, ever what they seem. People who watch cookery shows, for instance. Um, I've been really fortunate to work with some really big-name chefs. Um, you see, see these guys in the telly on whatever kitchen cookery programs is and you'll say people think oh i really want to be a you know a, a celeb chef must be great you know you see them on a cooking demo on a stage flash kitchen they got all the gadgets this that and the other guys that are working for him um you see the food and you think oh it must be amazing but again like i said i've been in the position to work in some very high thought after kitchens and it it's not what people think it is and i think that's a a warning obviously I, i've i've speak i've spoken on the podcast about um the dangers of social media and i think what social media does is it twists people's vision of what's actually there and actually in front of them you know, you've got filters on pictures which is showing people an unachievable goal. Um, people, you know, young girls or even young boys, I guess, want to, excuse me, want to look like these people. And those people don't even look like that themselves. They've got so much editing and whatever on these pictures. And that's kind of how I felt about this situation. Is I was trying to get to this this goal, this sort of, this, this target, and I got right next to it really close to it and started to think I've put all this work in here and it, it's not what I want it's not what I thought it was going to be so I guess I'd always say if if you've got a clear goal and you, there's something that you want to achieve um, go for it I'd never tell I don't want this to come across as I'm telling people not to bother that's certainly not what I'm doing but be careful what you're aiming for because you know, all that glitters isn't gold at the end of the day. You can have a vision and think, I'm going to do this. But every step along the way, it's really important to sort of weigh up. Yeah. And this isn't even just a, with careers. This could be with with hobbies. This could be with, with anything. You know, you might want to... Um, you might want to train as a strongman. Which, by the way, a couple of weeks ago, you might remember a podcast, uh, I think it was the first episode, uh, was just coming up to World's Strongest Man. Be a bit of a spoiler here in case anybody wants to not know the results until Christmas when it airs in the UK on TV. Uh, I called uh, Podium. I said that JF Curran would win. Alexei Novikov would be second. Luke Stoltman third. Brian Shaw wouldn't Podium. Everybody said, a lot of feedback I got was, you're nuts, Brian Shaw, walk this. Well, well, well. 
The only thing I got wrong was the order of the podium, because Novikov won, Jeff Cron was third, Stoltman was second, so I got the right people, wrong order, Brian Shaw I think finished fifth. But anyway, I, I digress, I go on to, I'm diverting a little bit. If you want to train as a strong man, people will see them on, I think, Channel 5 at Christmas and go, oh, that must be amazing, that. Oh, throwing those Atlas stones around and, you know, press, look, doing the log press and things like that, must be amazing. But what they don't see is the reality of it as world's strongest man, if you win that, it's £50,000. Which again, some people would still go, ooh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Not when you're eating seven to nine meals a day of, you know, high-end sort of meat and whatever. It's nothing. The, 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 you, you've got to do that sport, I think, because you love doing it. You can't do it because it's going to set you up. I mean, you could be, you know, Thor or Eddie Hall or one of the, the really big names. And obviously that's a different story, but I mean, that's few and far between. I think today might have sounded like a little bit of a a rambly rambly rant, but what I'm hoping is that people can dig into what I've heard and maybe think, oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I don't think everybody's going to understand where I'm coming from, but I think for anybody that does, you might think, okay, I get it. What I'm trying to say is, don't put all your eggs into one basket all the time, because sometimes you fill the basket, realise you're happier when there was just a couple of eggs in the basket. <laughs> um, I look back and if I had my time over, I probably wouldn't have done most of what I did with my own business. Because as mad as it sounded, um, I sold everything off, sold all the assets, closed the doors, sort of in a turnaround of about a week once I'd made the decision. Thought the, that my, my wife and family would be oh no 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 what are you doing no 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 don't do it and everyone said if you don't want to do it don't do it which that was amazing for me because I thought right it only matters really what I want to do with it made a decision closed it off I was lucky I suppose some people like obviously get to a point with businesses where they lose them or uh, end up bankrupt or whatever I didn't do none of that I came out of it I would know one anything and literally went and got a job. <laughs> this is a quite a funny side to the tale, I think, because I went and got a job um, doing insulation, actually. Um, just wanted to walk straight into a, any job. So I, was, I haven't been unemployed since I was 13. I, I mean, obviously, I was still at school, but I had a Saturday job. I've never not had a job, never not worked. Um, and... <laughs> I went to work for this this company doing the cavity wall insulation. I won't name them. Um, and it was it's bizarre because I'd been used to obviously being my own boss, calling the shots, always working, obviously, and and pushing myself. And then I, I end up working for this company. It was so disorganised. Their right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing. Appalling equipment. Really long hours nothing was organized just terrible and i found i was actually for a, for a while actually a lot happier doing that because it meant that weekends i was at home got to see the kids got to see the wife and you think i was, I was working so hard to achieve a quality of life but what i didn't realize was the best part of the life 
the, the, the thing I wanted the most. It's what I had before I'd started out in the first place. That you could be so blind to seeing. You can't, you know, can't see the forest through the trees. What I was striving, what, what, without realizing what I really wanted, what I really did want was what I'd had in the first place. Um, and I think that's something that people should always. Uh, if you're gonna be an entrepreneur and you're gonna go and start something up, um, I think that's worth obviously giving some thought to. The only reason I come out with this podcast, the reason I wanted to do this episode and sort of try and ramble and try and explain how I feel about this in my head, I had no one to tell me what I'm conveying now um, before I started. And I mean, I'm not saying that this would have, hearing this would have put me off doing the old thing, but it would have made me think very differently about how I approached it and, you know, how far I wanted to get into it. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully some of that's made some sense that sometimes in life you've got things perfect and you're trying to improve and if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? said i'm in the i'm in a pretty good pretty good place now um i've moved away from the company that i did work for um now i've got a job where i enjoy i enjoy my my job a lot um i enjoy what i do for a living and that's i think a really important thing for life if you can everyone has to work well rephrase that everyone should have to work um if they're able to and your job is something that plays a big part in your life so I think if you can enjoy it you're going to have a happier life I've got a good work-life balance yeah so I said I'm lucky that all three children live with us get to see them all the time get to be a dad get to be a husband um the other thing that I sort of just to sort of go back to show you how much you have to if you want to get to the top you want to get to someone i was never sort of alan sugar status you know nowhere near it but you see those guys you think oh, it must be great to be that successful and whatever when i'm my business um i we lost my sister to I won't go too much into it but um she died very very une, unexpectedly um my mum and some people were due to come out to work. They all worked for me, for me and with me. And I can remember I was setting up. I'll never forget it. It was a Friday morning. I was setting up, getting ready to open, thinking, where is everyone? They're all supposed to be here. And I was really angry. Can't believe they're not here. Where are they? Like, we're, Yeah, this is, we're, we're ready to open. And my phone rang and it was my mum. And I sort of went to answer it a, a bit of, what? You know, where are you? And I couldn't hear nothing, so I hung up, rang back. And I could hear some crying. I thought, what, what's going on? And my mum finally said it. She said, Cole, you, it's your sister. She's, she's, she's dead. Now that hit, it hit hard. You know, it would. Of course it did. When I was younger and grew up together, I was, obviously me and my sister were really close. Um, so I tidied everything up, headed there where my parents were at, at my sister's uh, property. 
get there and it was very surreal i don't really remember a lot actually from that morning sort of a bit of a blur but the next day when you've got your own business you're open you have to just go back to work no, don't really get a full time to process it to grieve you just gotta keep going because that's your goal now if I had that time over again I'd have a period of time probably half work to deal with it properly and not just think things have just got to go on I didn't want to you know, go back and open it but you, I sort of had no choice at the time um, this is again things that no one tells you when you start off a business um, but I think you can't change your past I am glad that I did what I did um, in regards doing it because like I said I've got an absolutely I could go and talk about this for hours um, the ins and outs of it but I, it, it is a positive thing I learned a lot from it and I think anything you do whether it's sort of goes well or maybe doesn't go well if you learn from it then it's got to be a good thing i think um one really funny story which i'm going to put in because i realize it might be a bit of a solemn sounding podcast and me just ranting on um at the sort of <laughs> i don't know how to describe it i suppose locally at the, the height of my fame that sounds really much more than it ever was but um because i was used to be sort of frequently on radio and i said i was in a lot of newspapers and tv and i was in magazines and different things you would get people that would recognize you say oh yeah carl how's it going and you sort of go yeah 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 yeah, not too bad not too bad so i wasn't ever as famous as david beckham but sort of certainly in the local area it, it was it was fairly common for people to sort of acknowledge me and I'd always sort of say, Yeah, you're right, yeah. I'm not I'm not big enough of a star to be having a big ego, you know. <laughs> but this is a story which I always think is really funny, it makes me laugh. Um I setting up when I was in one of the residences, um, we took over a kitchen of a somewhere, I can't remember even remember which one it was, in in, in Worcester where where I'm from. Um, getting set up, I had some stuff to go and do, some banking, different things. On the way back, I ran into Greg's, which if, if you're not in the UK, I don't know where Greg's is, just a little bakery. And I'm sitting in the queue, it's really busy, it's quite cold, sort of probably about this time of year, sort of November, December, um, in a queue to get in. And the woman beyond the till, well, it would have been about a month ago because it was children in need. So it was about this time of year. Um, lady behind the till sort of keeps looking over the top of the queue. And although I'm, I'm on a podcast, sat here with a microphone, and I'm sort of acting out. You can't see that, so I don't know I'm doing that. Um, and she's sort of smiling at me, sort of over the top of everyone else. So I thought nothing of it, just sort of smiled back and thought, you know, perhaps she sort of has recently watched the show or read something or whatever. Uh, waited, 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 get to the front. She serves me. Really nice lady. Um, she says, oh, couldn't interest you in a, uh, a go on our raffles for children in need. So I said, yeah, sure, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm pretty good with charities. I do what I can. And 
She says, I just need to take a name and a phone number. I said, yeah, sure. So Carl Sampson, my phone number is. Da -da -da -da. She puts the pen down, just looks up and she says, do you know what? I knew it was you. Ah, oh, I knew it was you. And I sort of, there's a big queue, everyone's sort of looking at me. And I went, oh. And then she shouts out the back. Bet or whoever was working out the back. I told you it was him out here. It is him. And at this point, I think I must have gone a little bit red. Must have been blushing a little bit. And I'm sort of sat there thinking, oh my God. She says, oh, it's so lovely to meet you. And of course, everyone's sort of looking at me. And you're thinking, oh my God. I, you know, I feel like a, an A-lister here, but awkward you know when it's not something you're expecting so she says it's so lovely to meet you everyone's looking at me and i just didn't know what to say so i said oh it's always really nice to meet a fan and her face sort of dropped and she says a fan i don't think you understand i said what she says i play bingo with your auntie on a saturday morning and honestly <laughs> <laughs> never wanted the ground to swallow me up <laughs> so much in my life that you could just hear a couple of chuckles and stuff and you think oh my god so that was that was a bit of a lesson but obviously that's a really funny story i'm not embarrassed about telling it i think it's uh it's good fun so yeah so i suppose sorry i've i've gone completely off on a tangent there but work hard for what you want Make sure what you want is going to be what you want. Make sure it's going to be what you hope it's going to be. Only put work into things that are going to give you the return that you want. And sometimes everything you want, all the things that make you happy, are already there in front of you. You've just got to open your eyes and see that that's what you've got. Because it's, 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 it can be difficult to miss. You always want what you haven't got, and sometimes you've got everything you need. Um, so, so oh, quite excited. Um, we've got a podcast that will be coming out um, maybe next week, probably it'd probably be the week after. Um, at work, they did a mental health webinar, mental health, or about men's mental health and that, the importance of talking about it and stuff. And there's a couple of guys... Um, John and Lee that hosted the webinar that we did. Um, really, really interesting story um, that I took on board and I really enjoyed hearing and sort of talking about. I'm big into mental health. I think it's something that not only men, women, men as well. Um, just I think women are more likely to talk about it. I think it's a good subject to, to talk about and to discuss and to put out there. Um so they're both coming on the podcast uh, in December, early December. Um, I'll go a little bit more into my own past, mental health uh, struggles. I know that uh, Lee will as well, who's coming on. Um, he's got a book coming out, um, a podcast launching, and Jonathan's um, sort of the voice of reason, I think, between it. Uh, I think that'd be a really important one, really powerful one um, that'll be coming up. So I'm going to let you guys go for now and I'll speak to you next week. Have a great evening. Don't have your Christmas tree up yet. It's not December. Catch you later. <laughs>